I'm bringing you an Amazon seller today who doesn't make money on Amazon. Or to be more accurate, this seller puts the money he makes back into his Amazon brand and lives off of the money that he generates from social media. How cool is that? Pretty cool, I think. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Serious Sellers podcast by Helium 10. I'm your host, Bradley Sutton, and this is the show that's a completely BS-free, unscripted, unrehearsed, organic conversation about serious strategies for serious sellers of any level in the e-commerce world. And from somewhere else in the world, from Canada, he has flown down here to record on the podcast. We've got Samer Brax in the house. How's it going, man? Good. How are you? Thanks for having me. I'm doing delightful. Let's just hop right into it. I said you came from Canada down here, which is true. But where are you originally from? I'm from Lebanon. Lebanon. And then you moved to Canada from Lebanon? Yeah, I've been in Montreal for three years now, almost three years and a half. What brought you there? I graduated from Lebanon from uh, university. And then after that, I had the opportunity to come for immigration. And it was either I come to Montreal or I look for a job in Lebanon, which is pretty much impossible. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I just came to Montreal. Isn't um, Shakira half Lebanese? Shakira is actually, her grandma's my grandma's neighbor. Really? I can brag about that and, yeah. uh, and not lie at all. That's pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> that's pretty cool. I named my daughter Shakira. Oh yeah, you Arabic, me, right, Arabic right, right. for graceful woman. So I'm like, hey, that sounds pretty cool. Correct. And Shakira became very famous. And so now she had a famous <laughs> name and everybody thought I named her after Shakira. Anyways, that's a side story. So- what did you go to university for in Lebanon? Studied mechanical engineering. Mechanical engineering. Like what was your point of that? Like, what did you have like a goal to be, to work a, that's a very aeronautics good, or that's, anything? That's, or? A, that's a very good question. Cause I have no idea. So it was just something you picked. It wasn't <laughs> like you, you had this like childhood dream of. Not at working all. On- I was good at math, good at physics, good at studying. And um, it made sense. Okay. And then I liked airplanes, but turns out I didn't like them. I didn't like to build them. I just like to fly and travel. <laughs> Figure that out after the after four years of education. Years five of, years. Yeah. Oh my goodness. All right. So you moved to Canada. Like, did you have a job lined up or, nope. or what was no. it just, Hey, I'm going to close my eyes, spin the globe and pick a place in the world. And Oh, there's Montreal. Yeah. I had this one visa that allowed me to go to and live in Can- in Canada as a Canadian resident. Mm-hmm. And I, I chose to do that and that's it. I had no job, no university, nothing to do. And uh, yeah. No. So where were you, like 22, 23? When 23, you, I think. 23. So you got to Canada and, and you had I, some money saved up, I'm assuming, a little bit. So like- Yeah, my parents well, were helping me. Parents were helping yeah. you. So like, what did you do? Like for, did you try and look for a job right away or what, what did you yeah, do? Yeah, so the goal was to look for a job. I didn't want to study on it because like, as I said, I wasn't that interested. Mm-hmm or that excited about it. So I was looking for jobs and it was pretty hard to find a job because if you know anything about Montreal, it's like a city of universities. I was competing with like four or five or even more universities. And then I'm this guy coming from abroad and why would they choose me, right? Yeah. So it took me a whole year to find a job. But funny enough, I got that job because of Amazon. Haha, so. <laughs> okay, you gotta explain that. Got a job because of Amazon, but you weren't even selling on Amazon at the time. So how did that happen? No, I was, I was. Oh, you were selling it? Yeah, so okay, let's let's go. Yeah, back. You, so I moved you to Montreal. Skipped on I skipped here. a lot. Come on. I moved to Montreal and I had nothing except looking for a job. Yes. And while doing that, I had a lot of free time. So back right before I went to to Montreal, I had an Instagram page where it was like a food blog. And uh it was a food blog in 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 Lebanon. So I couldn't do anything with it in Montreal. But I'd grown it for like to like- I love Lebanese food, by the way. Yeah, it's very good. It's amazing. We have a lot of it in Montreal. 
Really? Yeah. There's a lot of Lebanese people. And that's why it's been pretty easy. So you blogged about it. That was not horrible. blogged. I just posted stuff and then people followed it. Then at some point we started getting um, invited to restaurants. You were like diners drive in and dry dives, but Lebanese version. Whatever that is. Yeah. yeah. You don't know about that Food Network show? That's like, no. a, oh, that's one of the shows that single-handedly makes me never lose weight because I just watch that show and I get so hungry because he travels all around and goes yeah. to like cool, like hole in the wall restaurants. And, yeah. and so, but you, you were doing something similar, but for like Instagram and, and yeah. from in Lebanon though. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. For fun. For yeah. fun. And then I came here and I'm like, what can I do? So then I had this Instagram page. I'm like, okay, maybe I can, I'm good at Instagram stuff. So then I, st I tried, that's when Gary V was like popping mm -hmm. first popping. And he's like, you know, do Instagram, do social media. Same with Ty Lopez. So I, I tried to um, use that to maybe make some money. Okay. I went, I went to businesses. I'm like, hey, I'm good at this stuff. Can I help you with this stuff? And I got like two clients, but I didn't do much. And I quit very quickly because I didn't like it. I was like, yeah, this is fun, but it's not exactly what I want to do. And from researching this stuff, I found people on, on YouTube doing Amazon. That's when I started doing the Amazon stuff. Started a bit with- What, what year are we are on right now? 2016, 17. 2016. So you were fooling around with Instagram and, and kind of in the entrepreneurial space. And then, so you came across some people talking about Amazon. Yeah. Got you interested. Now, did you like go and take a course on it or, or how did you- So at first, cause yeah, the, the first people that I found talking about it were actively talking about courses. So they are okay. active course sellers. All right. And I'm like, I'm not going to pay $500. I don't have a job. I yeah. have like limited money. So what I did was I bought like a $10 Udemy course for Canadians for arbitrage. It was a very niche course. Okay. Yeah. So I took that. And then the next day or the same day I went to um, Walmart. We have a Walmart and a Toys R Us right next to each other. All right. So I went there, I started scanning stuff and I bought a bunch of stuff and uh, I, I sent it to Amazon. All right. To Amazon Canada or USA? Canada, yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah arbitrage right. in Canada. And then I got my first sale a few days or a few weeks after. And I was like, whoa, this is real. Made this money works. on it too? I don't even know. Probably. <laughs> probably. Yeah. Cause I bought something very cheap, like for like a dollar and sold it for like 20 or 15. Big money now. Woo. Big money. <laughs> All right. All right. So that got you like, wait a minute. Hey, this actually works. So then yeah. what, what did you do from there? So I did a bunch of more arbitrage for fun. Cause like, you're obviously not going to make a living doing arbitrage. Some people do. You'd be surprised. You'd be surprised. Like or people yeah, are like, doing like seven figures, but they, they, I mean, they would go hardcore. They would like rent these vans exactly. and just like go cross country and just yeah. hit every single Home Depot or something. Yeah, and, I was going to say yeah. like going in the Metro and the subway and like, yeah, like probably not know. exactly practical to do in yeah. Canada when you don't even have your own vehicle but, and it's cold and it's cold. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I did that for a while. And then I ended up taking a private label course. Cause I'm like, okay, I'm serious about this. This works. Okay. Let's see if I can. Still uh, in 2016? 17. 2017. So how, how long were you doing, just fooling around with like arbitrage and, and this kind of stuff? I would say maybe- Before the course. Maybe two to four months. Maybe. Okay. So not, not that long. Not too All long. Right. Yeah. So yeah, now we're in the beginning of 2017. You took a private label course. You're like, oh, okay, this is interesting. Different aspect of Amazon. And, and then did you hop right into look, getting a product or what did you do? No. So it took me a while to, to pull the trigger. Like I was looking for products and um, that was back when like the information wasn't the best on YouTube, mm -hmm. like very basic stuff, you know, filter a few things here and there and then find a product. A lot of the first products now looking back at it, a lot of the first products that I thought I was going to go after were very basic, non-differentiated, like the same exact product that I found I was going to sell because that's what I okay. thought. So I, it's good that I didn't do that because yeah. to differentiate. Yeah. So that was 
I think I started selling in April arbitrage. And then right before the summer, I found a product, a potential product for my private label, but I wasn't sure about it. Then I started looking for some more, but then at the end of the summer, I went back to that first product and it still looked good. That was when I went after it. And you're looking in the context of Amazon USA or Canada still? USA. Yeah. Okay. So arbitrage only in Canada and then private label. I was only looking in the US. Okay. So then summertime you went and, you know, found a factory. Yeah. I sourced, sourced it. it. Mm-hmm. And it was a pretty s- simple product to source. It was like just a two week lead time, which was amazing compared to the struggle that I have now with this product. It's like a two months lead time. Mm-hmm. And uh, I sourced it and it started doing pretty well. It was a more expensive product than what you're used to. Like 50 to $60, not that expensive. Retail price, 50 to 60? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Now, how, how was it being Lebanese citizen living in Canada and you started an Amazon USA account? Like, what, were, were there any struggles there or so issues? I, I'm a permanent resident of Canada, which is pretty much like having a green card here. Okay. So then you set up your Amazon, your, your arbitrage account was set up first in Canada or? In Canada. Okay. And then- when you started private label, did you just expand that same seller central to now USA? Yeah. And then that's what you use for your private label? I think I automatically had access to-, to Automatic, okay. I think. So, so then as a Canadian resident, you, you didn't need to like do any special things. No, no, no. I just, I just had to get a US-based bank account. Okay. So that is something that- Yeah. Is, so that I don't to have to um, you know, lose money on the fees. Because if, if you have a Canadian-based USD account- Okay. Even if it is USD and it's Canadian based, when Amazon sends you the money, it sees that the address is in Canada and then it tra- changes USD to Canadian, mm. but then it's a USD account. So it goes back to USD. So then you were able to have your Canadian arbitrage stuff go to your Canadian bank, but then you got a US bank for the deposits for your private label so that you didn't have to worry about transfer fees and things like that. Right. But the US bank is just a Canadian bank that has a branch in the US. Canada okay. and the US, it's, it's very simple to live between those two countries because they have a lot of agreements between each other. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So then you started your first product and, and how did it do? It did pretty well. Like I said, it was an expensive product, like 50 to $60. And I sorted, sourced it for like $20. Okay. So margins were easy for PPC. So even if I sucked at PPC, I still did pretty mm-hmm. well, you know? And things in 2017 were still pretty uh, yes. wide open. Yeah. A lot more wide open than now. It did pretty well. But Are you still I, selling that product? No, I stopped selling it a so year So can you tell after. us what that is? I mean, I don't like to ruin <laughs> markets. It's, it's, that was 27. How could that be ruined? It's, it's still a good market. It's really? Yeah. See, hey guys, I hope you guys <laughs> listen to that. So that was, you know, people say, oh, something that just started in January of 2019 by, by June, you know, it's, maybe it's too late. Here's a product that, that he started sourcing in 2017 and still technically people could- it's so much of a potential market. He doesn't even want to mention it, <laughs> but do you guys know why? Think about that for a second. Why in the, in the world would that be the case? Well, it's most likely I would assume the price. So when, when you have like higher price items, it's just, it's not like, Hey, a thousand people are going to sell it because there's going to be so many people who can't afford to get into it. Now, if you had done a $10 product at that time, I pretty much guarantee yes. there's no way it's going to still be a market because now once it starts getting these, traction, uh, these products that I almost did that I tell, sh- tell me about, tell us about some products that you almost see, did. You you're not going to ruin the market. A what? Do you remember the angleizer? I have no idea what that is. Good. It's like a ruler thing that is angled. You can. Okay. It's stupid. I don't know. All right. But yeah, it started at like $15. Now you can find it up for five or $6 on Amazon. Same with like the, um, child wrist. 
thing that you put it on your child and on your wrist, they can walk around, but you're connected to them. That's ridiculous. It is. My kids knew that they just better not walk too far away. I didn't want to make them feel like an animal and put a leash on them, but Hey, all right, whatever you can sell on Amazon. I also almost sold uh, light up boxes, like those boxes that you put letters in. It's like cinematic light up boxes, not differentiable. So I wouldn't recommend it. Okay. Now, hold on. I just thought of something right now. My, my brain is kind of slow. Uh, I slept here last night. So like- uh, You slept here last night? Yeah. Well, I I, sleep, I, I sometimes work all, all night and I'll, I have a little sleeping bag back here and then I'll, I'll like get a nap for yeah. one hour. I sleep in my office too sometimes, but yeah, my office is at good. home. So. good. <laughs> I live an hour away. So like if I work late- I live I, in San Diego. Yes. Why? Yeah, so I live, that's just where I live. It's just like, why do I work here is, is the thing, but I, okay, I must yeah. love working here so much. So- And you must love San Diego so much. I do. I do. Yeah. My, my parents are there and everything. Now, now you made me forget. You see, Sorry. I told you I'm, I'm on, I'm on slow <laughs> sleep. Oh yes. The thing that I, I just thought about. So if that product was decent and it's still even a market now, why did yeah. you stop selling it? So I stopped selling it because the quality of the product wasn't the best. It was an electronic and it was a mm. headache. Anytime I'd get an email from a customer, I'm like, oh my God, what now? You know? And it, it wasn't the best quality. I just knew it. I'm like half of these things. But you didn't want to like find another factory that was a good quality or what? It was too much work and I didn't care enough about the product. And mm-hmm. it was right when I found my next product and brand that I'm working on now. Okay. And now the, what I'm selling now is a brand that I'm excited about that I, that, that I would do these kind of things for. Now, was that your very next product that you came was yes. when you launched a brand? So this first one was just like, Hey, let me just get the hang of private label. I'll slap my, my, my yeah. whatever sticker on this. And I'm exactly. not, I don't care about building a brand exactly. or building exactly social media. That. Like, okay. Product, and this next sticker. one, you're like, Hey, or what triggered you to do that? Like nowadays, 2019, 2020, people are talking, oh yeah, I got to build a brand. Let's build social media. But in 2017, it wasn't exactly something that was hot or something to do. So what inspired you to take that route? It's a combination of a few things. It just sort of clicked, but um, I was learning a lot from a guy named Matt Loberstein. Mm -hmm. He was, um, that's when he was first starting on YouTube. And he was talking a lot about branding and it made a lot of sense to me because I don't care about selling products, but I do care about, or like, I'm good at connecting with people. I'm good at, you know, spreading a message and like networking. I'm good at understanding why people do things. If you're selling a product, it's a lot harder to do that. True. But if you're selling a brand and like a, and there's something that that's behind it, it's a lot easier to connect with the customer. So it just made sense to me. Okay. And it's a lot more long-term. You don't have to keep looking for the next small opportunity. You can build a brand and then you can think about know how to make money in the back end. Yeah. Not just on Amazon or not just from this one product. Just because you have this whole, you know, image around this product. That makes sense? Yeah, makes sense. It makes sense. So then that brand you started, the first product you did, like what was the what's the retail price of that? Um between 30 and 35. So still, you know, not one of the cheaper products. And yeah, then what, like what's your profit products. margins would you say on that? With PPC or without PPC? Let's go, let's do both. Okay. Without PPC, it's like 40%. Impressive. Okay. With PPC on a good day, it's 20 on a bad day. It's like 10. Okay. But that's a bad day. Okay. So, and that product was kind of like your second product after the electronic one. And are you still selling that one today? Yes. And then based on that product, how many products do you now have under that brand that you started with that one? I have two now and two on the way. I just need to order them. So for a while you were just going with one product total? Or did you have yeah. others that you just stopped doing? No, just one. So you just had one product for almost two years. Yeah. <laughs> and, and what was that making? Like, like, okay. First year, year did you, did you launch it in 2017 or were you on 2018 already? 
the first product yeah. was the end of summer of 2017. I okay. Think. So for those six months, do you remember like for that, about how much you sold of that one product the rest um, of that year? I can't remember, but the total was like 80,000 for a year. 80,000. Okay. And then tw- or in 2018 or that was, was that in 2017? Well, end of 2017 to end of 2018. Okay. So, and then how about 2019? What was the project? Just of that one, not overall, but just of that product. I stopped it before 2019. Oh, you stopped it. Wait, wait, I thought I thought you said that you're still selling that same product. I'm not talking about the electronic one. Oh, my bad. Yeah, yeah, no, no, yeah, not, not the electronic one. The the product that started your brand. Yeah. Now that one, you said you just had that product for like a year or so. Um. Yes. Okay. And then, like, what what was your sales 2018 of that product? Uh, I can't remember, but the total is like 120, 140 something thousand. thousand. Yeah. Okay. So so I started it December of 2018, and like now it's exactly oh 2018. Okay. No, wait, I'm bad with years. I'm bad with years. <laughs> Didn't you say you were good at math and you were an engineer and stuff? But I quit. And, and I don't do that stuff anymore. Two zero one seven. All right. Seven is the, it has a line right here. And then eight looks like two circles, you know, do, okay. So let up, me just, <laughs> all right. You're confusing our listener. You're confusing me. So your listener. All right, I'm let's sorry. Let's scroll back. All right. 2017, you launched the electronic product, right? Yeah. And like, no more. I'm going to launch a brand. Now that yeah. was still in 2017, right? More than two years ago. No. No. Okay. So 2017, I launched that product. The electronic one. Plus one year. Okay. 2018. So you were just rolling with that product for a while. Yes. Okay. That was the one you said you meant that you were rolling that's, with that for a that's while. That's where okay. you got confused. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So now 2018 comes along. 2018, December, I launched the new brand. Okay. Wow. So you rolled with that electronic one for, for a while. For a year. Now this whole time, were, were you doing other jobs or something? Because, you know, $80,000 before profit is an exactly Oh no, I something. didn't make any money from that stuff. Like oh, I didn't did, even make any no, money. No, I did it. make money, but I'm like, I didn't live off of that. Yeah. Stuff. That's that's I mean, I, yeah, that's, that's exactly what I'm saying. Yeah, like yeah. That, that's, there's no way that wasn't being enough to live. So yeah, yeah. did you do other like things here or there? Yeah. So I, like I said, I found a job and when I was doing the Amazon stuff, I was also applying to jobs and I added the Amazon stuff to my CV and being a mechanical engineer. By the way, you Americans, that means resume. Really? Yeah. For, for a while I was like, what the heck are these? European people and, and Canadians saying CV. What is this? A CV? Really? You know? Um, Even though resume is- the, Corporate is, is vagrant. I mean, like, what, what is that? But, but like resume, we, we use the word resume. Anyways, continue. Yeah. Added it to your resume. Yeah. You're a CV. <laughs> as Sean would know that. <laughs> so yeah. Yeah. Being a mechanical engineer, I started applying to supply chain management jobs. And if you know anything about that, it's exactly the Amazon process. It's like- you know, sourcing a product, talking to manufacturers, getting samples, shipping stuff. Knowing the difference between seven and eight. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. All right. Yeah. So I got a, I got an internship. Oh, wow. Wait, okay. wait, actually it's, okay. a, it's an even funnier Skip story. It. I love it. I applied uh, to McGill to study supply chain management. What? McGill University. Miguel? McGill University. Oh, okay. Yeah. Miguel is like a, a, a Spanish name for, you know, Michael. I was like, Miguel. Miguel, Miguel. Like, no. Miguel University. I never heard of that one before. McGill. Okay, McGill. All right. Yeah, to study supply chain management. Um, is it, it was a diploma. It was like a night class thing. But I did it for the only purpose of going through the uh, career center. <laughs> hmm. So I applied before the summer and then I got accepted and then I automatically had access to the career center. And then I applied for an internship in supply chain management with Amazon on my CV. Mm-hmm. And then I got an internship for four months at a pretty big company before you've, yeah, pay, uh, yeah, paid mm. before even starting university. <laughs> nice. So then I did that internship and then I got a full-time job at another company. And then I just stopped studying because my only goal was yeah. to get a job out of it. Nice. So, All right. Yeah. So then, then that brings you that that was kind of what was paying some of the bills 
until, you know, you had enough on Amazon, which we're, we're not at that point yet. So then December of 2018, you launched your brand. Yeah. I'm sorry if the timelines, timeline is messed up. No worries. Up. No worries. Uh, I'm learning that. Guys, I'm learning all this stuff along with you. I purposely don't like preparing for these things because I like to just ask things on the fly and, and confuse and everyone. It's no problem. I think, <laughs> I think people are following. I hope nobody has gotten in an accident driving, listening to the podcast, trying to figure, figure out what's going on, but it's all right. So now 2018, you launched your product and you just had, you just launched the one at once or both of the, the products on the brand you launched at the same time? Just one. Just one. So how long did you have the new product? Just, just, just that one by itself. The other one is very recent. So okay. almost a year. So then how- And it's um, just a variation. It's nothing. So now in your first year, it's been a year that yeah. you launched it. Like what were the overall sales of this new brand? Around 120, 140,000. 120, 140. So now is, has that been enough to like not have to- No, 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 no. Be out income, or you still have that other full-time job? I haven't taken any money out of Amazon. You haven't taken any money out of Amazon? Not at so all. only income- is coming from outside and then whatever you're making on Amazon, you're reinvesting. Yeah. I don't um, know if people know that, that, that are listening, but I do YouTube. So I make money from YouTube. You make money from YouTube? Yeah. Do you know that I never made any money? When I was a Zumba influencer, <laughs> I had 30 million views. What? I had 30,000 subscribers. And I never, I made like maybe $2 from YouTube because I didn't know what I was doing. Yeah. Well, who's advertising on your videos? Is it Kevin David spending a bunch of money? I have no idea. <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't think Kevin David is, is advertising on, on, Zumba my, videos. <laughs> on my Zumba videos, but you can make money on YouTube. Yeah. Let's talk. Hold on. Let's talk about that a little bit. Now I know you have Do you a know good what following. CPM is. Um, no cost per mail. It's like the, it's like how much money you make per thousand views. I, I don't know anything about that for okay. YouTube and, and YouTube. Sense. I mean, in general, but yeah, not in the YouTube sense. Okay. So for YouTube, usually like comedians, vloggers, they make like a dollar to $4 per uh, CPM. So per thousand views, they, they make one to $4. Okay. Cause their ads, like who's advertising on, on their videos. No one's sp spending that yeah. much, but I make anywhere between 30 to $60 CPM. So per thousand views. So, and how many views did you get a month? Not even that much. Like I make over a thousand US. So what, just do the math. I'm not good at a month. Quick math. Yeah. On, wow. See that, that upsets me. Like how, what, what, what kind of money I was leaving on the table when I was a no, no, quote no, unquote no. YouTuber. No, you should have been talking about Amazon specifically. Cause yeah, that's where yeah, the CPM yeah, is. Yeah. There's no money in, in Zuba. That's yeah. why I don't do it anymore. But yeah. Ah, and, and the money is because other people are using your video or are, are bidding on your videos to, to put their ads on. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? That's, that's right. As a matter of fact, I was like, okay, right. Like 15 minutes ago or 15 minutes ago, we were doing a podcast, like an hour and 15 minutes ago. I was like, all right. Now I know I've met him a couple of times, but does he pronounce his name Samer or yes. Samir or this? So I'm like, let me look at one of his videos just to see how he introduces himself. Yes. Uh, I was like, that still counts for not preparing for, for the, uh, yeah. you know, I've just wanted to see the pronunciation of his name. And sure enough, when I, you know, now that I think about when I went to your video, I, I saw like a course creator was, was like advertising there. So because I saw that, that means you're, you're getting money for yeah. that. Also, you guys advertise on uh, Helium 10. You, Helium 10, ever, yeah. we, we bid. So, it's, so we're putting money in your pocket. It's pretty expensive, as well. isn't it? I have no idea. I, okay. I don't, I don't have anything obviously to do with that, that department okay. uh, here. That is super interesting. Okay. Yeah. So, but still that, that's only a thousand dollars a month. So yeah. do you still have your other jobs? No, or they I do a bit of affiliate marketing. For, okay, affiliate marketing. For people like you guys. There you go. Affiliate marketing, YouTube. 
and having one product that that's that's a six yeah. figure product. And I don't sell a course, so mm-hmm. I try to give as much information for free. I think that's great, and that that's probably why you, you've grown your audience so much yeah. in the last year. Like, how many followers do you have now? Almost thirty thousand. Almost thirty thousand. You already surpassed my Zumba. If if people right listening now go subscribe, it'll be thirty thousand. There we go. Do you have a prize for if somebody gets number thirty thousand? Yeah, you'll win a free call with me. There you go. Free call. If you're number 30,000 on the subscriber. I, so, I don't mean to advertise. I'm sorry. <laughs> nah, no worries. No worries. We didn't even mention your, your YouTube channel yeah, yet. You don't so know who I am. Yeah. But the, 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 see, this is interesting. I'm learning a lot about you. So this is really cool. So now your product, let's go back to your product. You said you have two, but one is just like a variation of the other one you said. Yeah. And then what's the two that you have on the way? Like, like, is it, is, are they also variations of each uh, of that yes. initial one? Actually? Yes. So then why, why do that as opposed to do a separate product? Well, they're not variations on the same listing. Okay. That was what I was asking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So, so you have two products that are variations of each other or child sibling, I guess you could say. But and then now listings. these are going to be a separate listing that are going to be variations of each other. Or no, child. each one is a listing. Each one is a listing itself. Okay. But how, what's your launch strategy going to be? I, I'm assuming, do you have social media for this brand yes. or uh, Shopify? Yes. Well, so I, I just started Shopify. It's mm-hmm. very basic now, but I'm still learning. Uh, I have an Instagram page. I have a Facebook group. I have a Facebook page. I have an email list. Um, nothing too fancy. Nothing too. So what's your, what's uh, your launch strategy? Obviously is going to be different with this because when you launch your first product, you didn't have an existing brand. You didn't have following. You didn't have things. So like, how are you going to do things different now with these other launches that you didn't do with that first one back in December, 2018? So here's the thing. Um, usually when I launch, I do search, find, buy. Okay. And it's very simple and easy. So I'm not too sure if I'm going to go too hard on the audience. Like I'm going to announce stuff, right? And I'm, I'm going to do a whole strategy for the audience, but I'm not going to depend on it. I still know that I can switch a, I can click on a button, switch it, and then search find by turn, turns on. When you say search buy. find by, are you doing like cold traffic from Facebook ads to, to search find and buy and then rebate yes. them later? Yes. Okay. Exactly. So I have that as a sure way to rank. Now, what is your, do you run your own Facebook ads to do that? Now, what does it end up being your cost per search find buy? (laughs) Basically. (laughs) Yeah. It's, it's less than a dollar. Less than a dollar. Come on. Yeah. And some people I talk to, like, you see me personally, I don't have experience in that. I, I, I've done search find buy just like Real search find buy. Like I tell somebody, Hey, search find and buy this. That's actually how I started doing it. With yeah. My first product. I didn't even know what search find buy was. I didn't know anything. I just, for some reason, I understand algorithms. Mm-hmm. Like I spent so much time online growing up that I sort of understand how things work online. Well, to some extent, you know? Mm-hmm. So when I started, I'm like, okay, I'm not going to send a link to people. I'm just going to act as if I'm a customer and then go buy it and make it as organic as possible. So I got a bunch of friends and a bunch of people that yeah. know, friends are friends. And I told them don't, search my brand name, search for, for this keyword and then yeah. find my product. You know, you don't have to give us your exact, you know, detailed strategy, yeah. but in yeah. a nutshell, walk us through how you set up your, your Facebook ad. Like what, what does it say? Yeah. So I've tested a few variations. Do you know Yev? Yes. Yeah. He talks a lot about this. He, he tests like 50 variations at mm-hmm. a time. Yep. I've tested like three at a time. Um, some of them were a bit more, more salesy. Some of them are just like free product, Step one, search, step two, find, step three, buy. Okay. And this one did pretty well. And so it's just, just the ad, the, the thing that, that, that stops the scroll yeah, yeah. is free product, like gets their attention. Yeah. Free rebates okay. product. Uh, one, step one. Yeah. Just like I said. And, the, and the it fo- goes, when you click on the ad, it goes to a many chat flow. Yes. Okay. And through many chat, 
I feel like that's the stuff that I'm actually good at. Mm -hmm. uh, through ManyChat, I designed it in a way where it's interactive and where like I lay out all the rules so that they trust me. Mm -hmm. And then if they, you know, don't reply, they get a message later saying, hey, by the way, this and that. Yeah. So, which makes the cost lower because less people say it, like more people do it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, because those that don't do it, they get a message. So through ManyChat, I give them the steps. And then one little tip that I can give here that I learned along the way is that don't give them a link to Amazon. If you're doing this, don't give them a, give them a link to Amazon because Amazon can track where that link came from. The way that I do it is I say, go to Amazon and I don't have a link. So then they open Amazon organically. Ah, okay. Yeah. Interesting. All right. So now what about, what if any role does PPC play in your initial launch? I mean, obviously PPC plays a role in, in any product, but yes. what, what does it play? Or do you even turn on, you know, some people say, no, oh. I turn off PPC at launch, but what's your strategy? So I recently heard uh, Brandon Young say that automatic PPC at first can be a bit dangerous for indexing purposes because Amazon can index you in the wrong places and then you struggle to index in the right places. Okay. I'm not sure if that's true or not, but I might test that next where I don't turn on auto at first. Okay. But the important campaigns that I always, always recommend and that I always do are product targeting campaigns. Mm -hmm. Using Helium 10, it's very, very easy to find beatable competitor competitors. Yeah. So find a bunch of losers that you can destroy <laughs> Yeah. and then target them specifically so that you show up inside of their listings. Okay. So they have to be losers, but also they have to- What have do you put at, in, in Helium 10 for the characteristics of yeah. a loser? So, <laughs> so I have a bunch of campaigns for this and each campaign is a- specific. If you have no friends, you're a loser. No. <laughs> no so no. what do you do? Well, if they had black box in real life, that would be great. I want to <laughs> target some people well, that I can that, become friends with here. That That's called Tinder or Hinge. Oh, there you go. Okay, <laughs> never mind. I, I guess they thought of it already. Yeah. Uh, yes. Yeah, so I have a bunch of campaigns and each campaign is for that, for a specific search okay. or a specific type of loser, but a specific loser can be someone with less reviews than you or someone with like not a lot of reviews. Okay. If you start off with like five reviews, yeah. you can easily get five reviews. Mm -hmm. Early reviewer program, you have five reviews. Yeah. You can target people with five or less or even 10 reviews or less. And these are beatable competitors or you can target competitors that have only three images. Yeah. And that mm -hmm. can help you find competitors that don't have very good listings. Yep. So you look at the images, you look at the bullet points, you're like, oh, this listing sucks, but somehow it's getting a lot of traffic. Might as well seal that traffic. So I was going to say that you need to target losers, but also target um, listings that have traffic. There's no reason, there's no point in targeting losers that have no traffic. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And yeah, so uh, less reviews, lower rating. So they can have 20 to 30 reviews, but a rating of three stars. Yeah. That's another search criteria that you can look for. And um, if you have a very specific variation, you can also target people that have that specific variation too. But yeah, when you're starting, you don't have a lot of advantages. Think of the advantages that you have and then find these competitors that you can beat okay. with those specific advantages. Cool. I like that. I like that. <laughs> now, in your experience, do you find that product targeting is way more expensive than, than keyword targeting? Or do you have it down- In terms to, of ACOS? Yeah, uh, yes. No, ACOS is a lot. No, no, I'm sorry, not, not ACOS, cost per click. I don't know. I just look at ACOS. Okay. Like I've seen some, you know, like the keyword, the main keyword, you know, might be only a dollar, but then even just That's some true, simple, yeah, some simple right. targeting is like three bucks or two and a half dollars, you know? You're right. You're right. Yeah, it is. It is higher, but the ACOS, which is what matters. Yeah. I look a lot at the ACOS and the click-through rate. Okay. CTR. That's mm -hmm. it, right? Yeah. Uh, if the ACOS makes sense, then you're making money. 
right? And if the click-through rate is not too low, then Amazon still likes you. Yeah. Right? So the, the ACoS on these campaigns is usually my best ACoS. Okay. Because cool. they're beatable. Like it's very specific. Yeah. You're targeting a loser. <laughs> Do you, what's your internal metric that it's like, okay, well, you think you obviously, you know, you think you have a good one, but I'm sure your track record is not a hundred percent. So there'll be one that gets some clicks and no sales. You're like, Oh, I guess I was wrong. But like, where do you draw the line? Like, is there a certain number of clicks that you're like, Nope, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and, and stop targeting this, this one, because obviously I was wrong. It's a combination of clicks. So it needs to have enough clicks to make any conclusion, right? Yep. Either five or 10. It depends on the keyword. I also look at the ACoS, obviously, is it making me money? Is it close to break even? But I also look recently, I've been looking more and more at the click-through rate. Okay. So if it's yeah. very small, um, it can hurt your ranking and it, and it can hurt your PPC conversion in general. Like why would Amazon show more of your, uh, your product in that campaign if your click-through rate is not that good? Good point. Yep. So I look at a combination of these things. So it's not really an if statement. It's more of okay. a art. <laughs> It's an art. Ooh, oh, you fancy, huh? <laughs> and I'm not saying I'm, I'm good at it. It's just, you need to look at it as an art. <laughs> All right. So that, that was a good tip. Now we have a, a section of our show that we call that, which is the TST 30 second tip. So can you give us another tip? You, you're only, once you start talking, you only have 30 seconds to get something that's super valuable. I mean, you, you, you because of your me? YouTube channel, you interview people a lot. You know, yeah. you've done your own testing. You have a great Facebook group where you hear a lot of, Thank there's you. a lot of smart people say things. So like, what is something, yes, I am going to time you. What is something that in 30 seconds or less super valuable that you can just drop this knowledge bomb on our, on our listeners? No pressure. Okay. Ready, ready, set, go. Um, networking, networking and surrounding yourself with a group of winners. So we talked about losers, but mm -hmm. we'll talk about winners now. And especially in this business, because we do this and no one around us really does it. Everyone's online. So get a group of people that does this and that's doing it well. And that's sort of at your level, but a bit also higher than you. And it's hard to fail when you have these people around you. It's hard to what? To fail when you to have oh, yeah. people around you. Okay. So networking is the key. And I'm assuming you, your, your main way that you have networked is through your YouTube and, and making, making connections now, and through your, your, your Facebook, right? Now, but yes. how, you know, somebody doesn't have a huge Facebook group like yes. you or a, a popular YouTube channel. How can they start networking? Yeah. Well, that's how I started my YouTube channel. That's how people got, got to know me. I was in a bunch of Facebook groups and I was super active, not even giving tips because I was only starting. I was asking a lot of questions. So I was asking a lot of questions. I was very active. People ended up just knowing my name. Like we're not that many people in these Facebook groups mm -hmm. and we're not that, you know, people are not that active that often. So if you're active every day, people are going to know who you are. Yeah. That's it. Okay. People Easy enough. Gravitate towards you. There you go. Yeah. Last question. You, you talked about what you've done in 2019 with, with your two products. What's your goals for 2020? So I usually, or my goal is I, this podcast hasn't been on for a year, but my goal was, Hey, I'm going to bring back the people after a year. I don't want to have anybody. Ooh. I don't want to have one same guest within one calendar or within one year. And then I just want to have them on maybe once a year and see how they reach your goals. So done it yet? what's your goal? No, I, I think, Feb, I think the podcast launched in February or March. So we still got a couple more weeks before we get to start. <laughs> Recycling, recycling. Uh, old guests. Uh, that's such a bad, that's such a bad term. I'm sure I can think of a better term, but anyways, when we recycle you next year oh my God. <laughs> at the end of 2020, <laughs> what goals am I going to ask you that if you reached it or not? So what, what goals okay. have you set for yourself? When you recycle me, hopefully 
I'll come back and say, hey man, I'm getting a lot of Shopify sales. Shopify is your goal. Okay. Yes. So I want to get a, I want to somehow master or at least get good at getting outside of Amazon sales because like I have an audience, sort of an audience now on uh, outside of Amazon. Uh-huh. Like I have Instagram, I have Facebook and I have all these things for my brand. I'm not talking about myself. Yeah. Um, and I just now need to figure out how to convert it into sales. And you had Tatiana recently. Yes. She does Shopify without ads. Oh, wow. Right? Yeah. Did she say that? I'm not sure. I, she I don't know. She did. But like if she, if she does that, that's pretty impressive. Yeah. Cause she has a YouTube channel and all this stuff. Yep. So it's possible. It's definitely possible. And I think that's one of the things that I should talk about next time I'm here. And one more thing, Samer, if people want to find your YouTube channel that we've talked about or your Facebook group, where can they find you on the internet? On YouTube, it's Samer Brax. And on Facebook, the Facebook group is the Brax Amazon FBA group. It's honestly the best resource for any seller. There's a bunch of new sellers and old sellers. Everyone's so helpful. So join in. I'll see you guys there. Awesome. Thanks. All right. So <laughs> hopefully your, your Amazon business grows and now your Shopify one is the one that you're really going to concentrate on to, to grow that exponentially in 2020. Yeah. I'm going to concentrate on Amazon, of course. But yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, Samer, thank you for coming down here. I'm sure it's a, a tiny bit warmer here than where you just came from. I love it. I'm yeah. so happy. <laughs> this is kind of, I mean, it's freezing for us here and it's like, you know, Shut up. 50 degrees and uh, we almost can't go to work because it's so cold. But for you, that's almost t-shirt weather. But anyways, thank you for coming down here and we definitely are going to hit you up to recycle you. Thanks for having uh, me. In a year and bring me some Lebanese food. Next oh yeah, time. for sure. All right, see you later. Quick note, guys, don't forget that regardless where you are listening to this podcast, whether it's on your iPhone or on Stitcher or on Spotify, that you hit the subscribe button so that you can be notified every time we drop a new episode.